everybody, Jeff Antoniak here, Digging Deeper Jazz. So today I wanna to talk about the world's shortest lick. And as always, this is conceptual. This has nothing to do with the saxophone or the piano or whatever. Drummers, this would be fantastic for drummers, for singers, for everybody. So this idea of the world's shortest lick, I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody actually brag about that. Um, I'm gonna brag about that today. How we can use a small idea to come up with something much larger and further, the idea that, that a small idea is actually very beneficial in a lot of ways. So that's what I want to talk about. Let me play for you uh, this brilliant idea. Here it is. Thank you very much. That is it. Um, so let's talk about it. My idea for today is a note down a half step and back to that same note. So I'll tell you where I got this idea from. By the way, I'm probably not the first person to have this idea. Um, I know I'm not, because Coltrane played a chain of them. I remember uh, doing a transcription on his solo on Mr. PC. The first thing he plays is this. So he plays this idea of a note down a half step back to the note, even when the down a half step part doesn't fit into the chord. For, for instance, on a C minor seven, he'll play C, B natural, C. So he'll be playing notes that really don't belong. That was an eye opener for me. So I, I learned that whole lick, I learned that whole solo, but I got really intrigued by this idea of lower neighbor tone. So that's what I wanna talk about. That's the shortest lick in the world. On the sheet, we can see a couple ways that we can play out this very, very simple idea. And of course, we're gonna talk about what do we do with this idea? How do we make this into something really cool, bigger than the sum of the parts? So if you look uh, where it says C major seven, and you can see what I did is played this lower neighbor idea underneath each note in a triad. So in other words, I played the root down a half step in the root. The third down a half step to a wrong note, D sharp, back to the third. Same thing with the fifth. Sounds like this. That's simple. Mozart knew about this, by the way. We hear that plenty in classical music, hundreds of years before jazz. So if we look on the sheet, we can do something similar on a D or I'm sorry, on a C minor seven, I'm playing the key of D, C minor concert. Sounds like this. So you've probably noticed I'm choosing just to use the roots, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, chord tones, one, three, five. Um, I'm not using the seventh, and you know, we could get into why that is, or give it a try. Try the seventh, there's nothing against the law, give it a try. And you can see, I, I prefer to just kind of use the one, three, five, even though it is a seventh chord. So now let's go on to the dominant chord and see if you can you know, notice something interesting about the dominant chord here. So maybe what you noticed is the dominant chord lick or this idea 
on the dominant chord is the same as on the major seven chord. It's the root, the major third, the fifth. I'm not even involving the seventh, so it's the same lick. So there's so much mileage that we can get from this simple idea of a note down a half step and back. And by the way, I'm trying to get into the Guinness Book of Records with this. I know Ron Carter is in the Guinness Book of Records. Um, I think Tony Bennett is in the Guinness Book of Records. The Jazz Festival of Montreal is in the Guinness Book of Records. So I would love to get in there for World's Shortest Licks. So if you work at Guinness, I would either love to get in the book or I would love like a six pack of beer. So um, I would take either, actually. Okay, um, this short lick. Now, what do we do with this? So that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna play a little bit later on and you can see what we can do with this small idea. Now, um, at jazzwire.net, I think some of you have heard, that's where I'm assembling communities of adult amateur students and semi-pros like you. Folks who come in, they play, they send recordings, and we evaluate these folks. Let them know where they're at. Let them know what kind of work they need to do. So this is actually something we've been doing in Jazzwire for the last three weeks with the most advanced community. This. Lower neighbors by a half step for three weeks with the most advanced players. How is that possible? Like, what is there possible to do with this? Well, that's what we do at Jazzwire. We dig and dig and dig and really find some interesting things to do. Um, when people send in their recordings, by the way, um, I listen to them with a, I, with a criteria of 15 different things I'm listening for. One of those 15 things is confidence. Your confidence when you play. What does that mean? We know it when we hear it, right? But that's something I've had to decide. Having a good tone is part of your confidence. Having um, good time is part of your confidence. But another thing, when you're improvising, what does confidence as an improviser mean? It means being able to tell a story. It means saying something and being comfortable with saying it again and changing it up a little bit. So you can see where we're going with this. Historical language is one of the things that I talk to people about at jazzwire.net. Historical language, this idea of referring back to things that the great players before us have said, but not just regurgitating old licks. What if we do something new with them? Well, so that's the idea. I got this idea from Coltrane, and now I'm trying to see what can I do with it? Can I tear it apart and put it back together in interesting ways? So this short idea. So let me do this. I'm going to play um, the song Recordame just for a second for you. And um, Recordame is four measures of A minor and four measures of C minor. I'm just going to play that first little bit. I'm going to loop that section. Four measures of A minor, four measures of C minor. And I'm going to do that a couple times and just use this idea so you can hear what I'm talking about.
Okay, so just messing around on those two chords, A minor, C minor. Now, I felt like I could have gone quite a bit longer with that idea and uh, changing things rhythmically, changing shapes, uh, ascending and descending and scales and thirds. And there's so, so much that I could do there. Um, and that is the whole point of these short licks. Why am I bragging about the world's shortest lick? Well, if you think about bricks uh, that people build with, I've used this analogy before, the shorter brick you can do more with. You can make a smooth arch. You can make a three foot long fence with a short little brick. If your bricks are three or four meters long, you can't build a one meter fence. It's, it's too big to carry around. It's too heavy. It's too, you know. So that's why we want to use these short licks. So what I would suggest is mess around with this. It's so short. That little brick is so, there's, not, there's nothing special about it. So that means the artist, the bricklayer, the mason, can do something special with it. You can pile it up in a trillion different ways. So that's what I'm suggesting here. I love that you may be learning long bits of vocabulary, a big, long, four-measure Sonny Rollins lick or Charlie Parker lick or whatever it is. But these little short licks, they're great connectors, right? So like little prepositions in language. I can connect this idea with that. But you can really build a lot with these little, little ideas. So on the sheet, I have uh, another thing just sort of to get you started here. And it's this idea of a scale in thirds. So if I just play C minor Dorian in thirds, we get this. Now, if on the low note, I put that little chromatic lower neighbor, you can see what we get. So we can use scales or scales in thirds. We can use chord tones. There's so much that can be done with the world's smallest lick. And as I was saying, at Jazzwire, I have really high-level players. Now, I could have introduced this and moved on. This video could have been two minutes long. You get the idea, and let's just move on to the next thing. That's not how to get good. That is not how to get good. The way to get good is to take a simple idea and go and go and go. And when you start getting bored of it, go further. Now, I can't come and hunt you down, and there's got to, I think there's an internet law against that or something, but I can't knock on your door and ask you how long you've been doing this. That's what's going on at Jazzwire, is we keep these conversations going. So, you know, if you want that deeper experience, that's the place to go. Here, I'm just going to have to trust that you think this is an interesting idea and that you practice it. I don't mean practice it for five minutes. I don't mean practice it for two days. I mean practice this thing for weeks across various songs that you're playing. A modal song like Recordame is great because we have four measures of one chord, four measures of another. But um, when the chords start flying through Recordame a little bit, there's some two five ones, we can do it through that. So I'll play one example on the way out for you. I'll improvise a chorus or two. Um, playing with just this idea 
through all of the moving 2-5-1s in the second half of the tune, just to let you know this is a doable thing. And this isn't something I've practiced a ton with, but I have worked with this idea enough over the years that I'm kind of flexible in, in pulling it off. So we'll see what happens. So thank you for tuning in. Um, again, if you work for the Guinness Company, hook a brother up. And uh, if you like this PDF or any of the previous PDFs, hit us at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. And I hope I'll see you down at jazzwire.net. Let me do some playing for you. Here we go. Right, I had in mind that I was going to play it out, but I need to talk for another 30 seconds. There is so much to do. I am begging you to try this idea. Um, again, I could have played choruses with that. And I was, you know, I was very limited. I could have put some things in between those ideas. I could have stretched it out. But the idea was to have 98% of what I play be that one idea. I played it slow. I played it fast. More technique, less technique. More melodic, less melodic. So I really, really hope you give this a try. I would love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, again, I can't say it uh, strongly enough is live with this thing for a while, many days, weeks, months. Take it through the repertoire that you play and you're gonna find that there's a lot there for you. Have fun with it, take care.